I haven't been going to my physical church service since March. Um, I've been watching online. And so if I, if I haven't been feeling, quote, normal and doing what I used to do, if I'm scrolling through social media and I see pictures of faces, pictures of people smiling and, and doing things um, that make a, an internal impact, like handing out food at a food pantry or, or giving people groceries, that kind of thing, that, that's going to make me feel a little bit more connected to the church, even if I can't be there in person. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined uh, by a regular guest here on the podcast and a good friend of mine, Greg Atkinson. Greg, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, man. Good to be back. So for those that maybe haven't listened to the past episodes or aren't aware of you, um, it's unlikely, but uh, if, if you could share a little bit about who you are, your background, what you do, and what you've done uh, serving the church for so many years. Yeah, uh, I've been in ministry for over two decades, started on my first church staff in 1994 at the age of 18. And uh, while I was in college, started serving churches and I've uh, been serving ever since. And then um, done a variety of things over the years. I'm most known for first impressions and worship and secret shopper stuff. But uh, and then, the you know, as it relates to this podcast, the first chapter in my book, Secrets of a Secret Shopper, is all about online presence and website and social media and stuff like that. And then there was a brief time um, in between church jobs where I actually ran my own social media marketing company and worked with businesses. And I used to do social media consulting for Josh McDowell Ministries when I lived in Dallas. And so I've been doing a lot of stuff with social media, uh, just kind of devoured uh, Michael Hyatt's book platform and just started focusing on building my own platform, worked with yep. Neil's own growing my Twitter platform. I've done a lot of stuff over the years to focus on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Those are the three primary ones that I'm most active in. My kids are involved in Snapchat and stuff like that. And yep. TikTok, I never really got into that. It's just not my speed. But there's a lot of, st I mean, I have an account, but I don't use it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been looking, waiting for your I'm, TikToks I'm, too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lurker. I would, look on us. I would look weird, but uh, but I am active on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and actually just posted to all three uh, just before this uh, for the First Impressions Conference. But um, but I love social media. Uh, I have a pretty good sized following and I love keeping people updated on not only what's going on in my personal life, but what I feel passionate about and speaking out about issues that are relevant and um, um uh, that's that's me. Yeah, and that's and honestly, that's how you and I met. I remember you posted something online, and our mutual friend Jason Caston said, "You guys need to get together," and we went and uh, ate some Mexican food together when you were doing a secret shopper event in San Antonio. And so, and then you know, we obviously reconnected when you you've been here in New York, um, and so we're. I'm so thrilled to have you on here. I want to get right into the conference. I, I want to talk first impressions online. I want to talk Christmas and Easter as it's going to look different this year yeah. um, as kind of those those key events for churches. Uh, but talk a little bit about even maybe the history of the first impressions conference and, and then what you're doing this year uh, in, in particular. Yeah, so I've been consulting for 15 years. I uh, started speaking at conferences in 2000, so 20 years ago. But got asked to speak. Uh, I got asked to consult for the first time 
at a church in West Texas. Uh, and I remember it was the time of Friday Night Lights and I saw the high school from um, with the, the Panther logos and yep. everything for Friday Night yep. Lights. I drove right by it and the oil fields and all that. And yep. that was my memory, my first church consulting in 2005. And um, I um, uh, since then have been focused on first impressions and hospitality and welcoming the stranger, welcoming newcomers. Um, as you know, it starts online and then it leads to the parking lot and the physical experience of walking through a building. And um, uh, a few years ago, I guess it was about four or five years ago, I was consulting with the church on the East Coast and I went to go do the video report just like this with them after I had come back home and written a report. I do a very detailed about 80 to 100 page report. And the first part of the report is online presence. That's where I evaluate their social media and their website and all that. And now I'm doing streaming services and their, their live stream. And I've got one yep. to do this weekend. I have to watch okay. it in Minneapolis and um, evaluate their online service and ride report and then meet nice. with their team via Zoom and, and go over it with them. So um, you, get, you get paid to go to church. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was supposed to be in person this week in Minneapolis on yeah. campus and uh, with COVID on the rise, I just right. nah, I'm not ready. Yeah. Let's come online. So, um, and I've been doing that for a long time. And then I'll go there in person in the spring. Nice. But, um, but uh, I was I was consulting with this church on the East Coast, and um, about four to five years ago, went over the executive uh, the report with the executive pastor just like this via Zoom. And she said, Greg, we just hired somebody to be of our first impressions. What conference should we send her to? And I was speechless. I was like, there isn't anything. Right. I, I have I have spoken on first impressions all over North America. I have been a keynote, a breakout, a tract. I, I have I have spoken in my lane at a larger pastor conference or tech conference or worship conference but there was no, our outreach, national outreach convention or Saddleback yep. conference or Moody Bible pastors. I've been yep. all over, but I was one specific track yep. and there was nothing dedicated to something that is so important yep. as first impressions. Every church needs it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was meeting with a mutual friend via zoom, just like this. And I brought that up and he said, Greg, you ought to go for it. I said, what do you mean? He said, you're known for this. You ought to start your own conference. I had just spoken at his conference on first impressions. He did an online conference. He said, Greg, he said, you're, you're the authority. You need to make it happen. You need to go for it. And I pulled the trigger. And in six months, we had it from creation to execute it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, we, we dreamed about it in November, and we had it in May and um, pulled it off. Had, uh, I think it was 11,000 people from 14 countries. But Incredible. Um, we just we just made it happen. And um, so now we're working on our fourth event. Uh, we actually did one live in Atlanta that streamed around the world as well. But we were yeah. meeting live and we have people from all over the um, country. And I think North America, I think I think actually I think there were people there from other countries like Singapore or something like interesting. that. Interesting. Interesting. We had, we had people from all over the world there in Atlanta and we broadcasted that. And our host was Trey McKnight, who has hosted North Point Online with Andy Stanley. And so yep. we brought him back this year for our fourth conference. He was at our second conference. And um, 
So Trey McKnight from North Point Online, who's a professional host and MC and has a lot of energy and just so, so awesome of a guy. He's going to be back hosting us this year. We try to make it feel like a real conference because yeah. um, now we, we, we debated pre-COVID. We were thinking about doing another live in Atlanta um, yep. national conference and and I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. I didn't have a piece about it. And I just kept thinking, I just don't, I'm just not ready to pull the trigger for whatever yeah. reason. And then COVID hit in March and I knew, I was like, okay, God, this is why we were not supposed to do something live. And so, uh, and then we had a couple other smaller events like in Minneapolis and Southern California that we canceled. And then um, we decided to go 100% online so that nobody has to worry about travel or infection or flying in these crazy times. So we went 100% online. And um, now we have speakers from all over the world. I think we have 12 Canadian speakers, four Australian speakers, and wow. we have attendees from all over the world. And so earlier today when our social media went out, we, we every day will highlight different speakers. And today we, we highlighted a speaker from Australia who has a large following uh, globally but also uh, there with the churches he works with. And so, um, so we are, we're going to try to help churches think through navigating a new season of ministry. We waited and decided that would be our theme for this year. We didn't want to go with new normal because we don't know if this is the new normal. Yeah. And then I was talking with Wes Gay, who's a story brand certified yeah. guy and yeah. a copywriter. And he said, Greg, new normal is getting a little played out. And he said, yeah. also, what do you think about new season? Because it's got a little bit more of a biblical yeah. connotation to it because there's seasons in a Christian's life and there's seasons uh, in a church's life. Yeah. And so um, biblically, you go through seasons and mountains yeah. and valleys. And so we thought, Hey, it may not always be like this. We may not always be wearing masks. We may not always be quarantined. We may, you know, there may be a vaccine in a year and we're out and about and everything's normal and attendance yep. goes back up. So this is a season. Yeah. How do we navigate this new season? And so I started building this year's conference and before I knew it, it had blown up and we now have 120 speakers because I was coming across friends like you and others online. And I was like, ah, he or she's got to speak. They got to speak. And so we have heavily stacked it towards the online social media, online presence, communication side. There's a lot of communication speakers this year, a lot of our people, friends that are speaking. And so it's a three-day conference, November 4th through 6th, and day one of the three days is all online presence. It's all communications. We're going to hear from Bobby Grunewald at Life Church, we're going to hear from Nelson at Facebook. Yep. We're going to hear from Niels and Alejandro and Haley in a social media panel. We're going to hear from Ryan Wakefield at Church Marketing University and Tyler Smith from Texas Church and Steve Fott from the Church Online Summit and Dave Adamson from North Point Ministries. It's all online, all communications. Day one is just stacked Love it. full of your true first impression, especially now in COVID is online and so we're coming out guns blazing and what's crazy is we can't even work in all the speakers during the three-day live event and so there's breakouts that you can watch later on demand because i think we can only get 60 to yep. 70 of the 120 speakers in the three-day conference so good yeah so, um you can go back and watch breakouts later on demand of people that are not a part of the live event 
Yeah. And, and, and not to mention a few other names like Rick Warren and Bob Goff and Mark Batterson and Tom Rainer and Carlos Whitaker and Kerry Newoff. I mean, this, this, your lineup uh, for this conference is unbelievable. And this is just your fourth one. And so I, it's been yeah. amazing, Greg, to watch the progression and, uh, and honestly the impact that you're having in shaping uh, the, the church and, and the church is in a new season uh, now. And I love that, that language. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into that language as well. Moving forward. I, I would love to know in, in the conference and Greg, I'm so honored that you uh, have allowed me to be a part of it in the past and are allowing me to be a part of it again this year. Um, why did you start online? You know, most conferences are in person and then maybe they do a stream or a bonus yeah. or something. What, you started 100% online, and then you added a physical gathering. What what led yeah. you down that pathway? That is that's a great question because we were kind of doing online conferences before online conferences were cool. Yeah. <laughs> now this year, I cannot tell you, Nils, how many conferences I have I have spoke at this year in yeah. 2020 since March. How many summits, conferences, yep. podcasts, webinars? I have been sitting in front of my desk recording interviews time after time after yeah. time talks brand new talks and still have more coming out um that have yet to be released and then i was a part of the church marketing conference last week and, and did a live uh session with ryan wakefield live yeah. during the conference and so um it's been a busy year but i i don't know what it is i think it's because just like you i have a global mindset and so i have i have two large facebook groups and um, one is about 5,300, the other is 15,000. So it's about 23,000 people. And um, uh, in my 15,000 member Facebook group, Weekend Worship and Guest Services, where we talk about Sunday every day, yep. um, it's people from all over the world. We have people from Dubai and we have people from mm. New Zealand that are very active and participate in chat. And in my mind, I'm thinking, could they come to Atlanta? Could they come to Atlanta? And yep. so in, in my mind, I thought, if I do something, I want to impact these friends in New Zealand and yep. Dubai and Canada and the UK that can't make it and Australia. And so um, yep. we, uh, we just started online and we built up our platform and our, established our brand and uh, went through a couple logo changes and finally landed on, um, you can see back here, the little triangle funnel. Yep. We, call, we call it the funnel because assimilation, you're, you're getting people yep. down in a pipeline. Um, but, um, we finally landed on our brand, um, two years ago and, um, it's been a journey, but, um, we, I think we had a better in-person event in Atlanta where there were attendees from all over the world because we had started online. Mm. Um, interestingly enough. Yeah. And so, um, and then last year we were completely online and this year we're completely online and then people don't know it, but we're already working on May, 2021. And I've got, uh, and I, well, you know it cause I've been talking yep. to you about speakers, yep. but, um, we have, uh, 90% of our lineup complete for May, 2021. I was just awesome. looking at the website this morning. Yep. It's behind the scenes. It's secret. It won't be revealed until this year's conference in November. But at this year's conference, you can sign up for the first time at a crazy, crazy, stupid reduced price uh, for May 2021. And it's going to be a smaller, uh, very intimate, maybe 12 to 14 speakers max. But right now, we're looking at only 12 speakers. And then we have four bonus videos that are from our live in Atlanta conference 
there are some speakers that spoke in a breakout room yep. that were not seen, but we had a camera in there. Yep. So we're going to include them this in, in May, in the spring. So there's nice. 12 new speakers, brand new, that, no, that we've never featured before. And then yep. there is uh, four bonus videos from live in Atlanta uh, that people didn't get to see those talks that we want to bring back out because we thought they were good talks. So it's going to be 16 talks that you'll get to hear. Quality over quantity is going to be just small. Um, uh, you can do it in bite-sized pieces. And, and in 2021, you can watch it on demand. We're just going to open up the archives to you and you click on whoever you want to watch and watch yeah. it live so on fun. demand. And so we're already working on 2021. And uh, that's kind of going to be our rhythm going forward is every six months. So November and May are six months apart. So we'll do a November three-day online conference a spring one day in May and then a November three day. And we'll just keep every six months, keep that rhythm going. But um, it's exciting. I think we can reach more people now throughout this it, in a post COVID world, when we get beyond yep. this and there's yep. a vaccine and it's safe to travel, we'll probably start doing more regional events and things where we go out in public. And I, I love to travel and sure. meet people face yep. to face. So we'll, we'll add that component but we, we will always be able to reach more people when we go online. Yep, yep, I, I love it, man. And I, it's been so fun to watch the journey and it's crazy that this is only your fourth event uh, at this point. Uh, I would love to know, you know, let, let's talk first impressions and, and what you're seeing and, and in this new season, um, and, and I'm specifically interested in social media and, and, and the online presence, but I, but I think it's in the physical presence too of what, what what does a good first impression look like? What, what do you, when churches that you see thriving in this season, when it comes to first impressions, what, what are they doing? What, what are they doing right? And what are maybe some that are doing really wrong? I see some churches that are doing some very uh, missional things, uh, showing their, their people in the community, whether they be um, doing uh, like a food pantry or handing out, um, you know, Saddleback was highlighting, they did a drive-through communion. And so they were, they were blowing up social media showing that uh, uh, Rick Warren talked about it. He's speaking at our conference this year. Ramel who's over guest services is speaking at our conference this year and next year. And he talked about it and they, they had all pulled off this big event of having this yeah. drive-through communion. There are churches that have been given away food because a lot of people have been impacted financially or lost yeah. jobs. There are churches that are helping with child care, uh, especially back when, um, when uh, in the spring in March and April and May, when school was meeting, but parents had to go to work and, and they didn't want to leave their kids at home. And so um, there were churches that were supporting like the YMCA that opened up classrooms for kids and, and organizations like even churches that open up classrooms for kids to sit and do their schoolwork on a laptop. And so um, a lot of stuff, you know, there's a, there's a segment that Elevation Church does every week in their online broadcast called Here Comes the Church, and they highlight different things they're doing around the world and in the community, and it just reminds you that it was never about Sunday at 11 a.m. in the building. It was yeah. never about that, and so they're highlighting different things that they're doing, and it, it's always tearful. I watch it every week yeah. and cry. I, I'll watch Here Comes the Church, and I think, oh, gosh, here come the tears because there's always something 
that pulls at your heartstring. And now mm. uh, they and other churches are highlighting baptisms. People have started to do baptism again, and they're very safe. They're wearing masks up until the moment the person goes under the water. The people are social distance. But what they're doing that's cool, Nils, is they're going to the person's home, and they're doing it with their family and friends there at their house. It's not at a church. It's not at some random location. If Bob Jones is getting uh that's a weird name. Bob Adams is getting um, baptized. They go to Bob Adams' home, and his mom's there, and his dad's there, and, and brother and sister, and his neighbor, and their grandparents. And so the the campus pastor comes there, and they're they're baptizing there. Right in the they set up a portable baptistry in the neighborhood, right in the street, in the in the driveway almost, and and are highlighting uh, and, and sharing testimonies. And so. Um, there is so much you can do now. And, you know, there's a lot of churches that are highlighting watch parties where they're still gathering in small groups of people to watch services together. There may be six to eight people that are gathered together in a home watching a service together. And so uh, watch parties is something that's happening. I think you told me you didn't like that name or. or (laughs) Yep. Yep. um, I push up against it when I talk to churches because I think we don't need to be focused on watching. We need to be focused on on participating. Right. But there's there's people that are doing that concept. And, and, um, you know, when I look at social media, I'm constantly scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. And when I'm looking through Instagram, I want to see pictures of people smiling. I want to see pictures Mm -hmm. of faces. You know, we have uh, at the First Impressions Conference, we have Jeremy Poland speaking on um, who runs the Church Social Media Managers Facebook group. Many of you listening to this are part of the Church Social Media Managers Facebook group. It's 26,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you care about social media, you're probably in that group. Jeremy Poland, the admin of that group, is speaking at our conference this year on photography for First Impressions. Mm-hmm. And that Dave Adamson is speaking on YouTube and YouTube uh, tips for churches. And so um, a lot of stuff starts online. And um, if I'm sitting at home and I've been quarantined since March, and so now we're coming up on seven months, we're in October, seven months of sitting at home, not going out. I, I was just saying the other day to a friend, I haven't, I haven't ate out in restaurants with friends since March uh, to go out and sit. I used to weekly, every single week, I would meet with local pastors and encourage them and meet with them and, and hang out with them, yeah. including my own pastor. And I have not done that since March. Yeah. And so if I'm sitting at home and I feel a little bit disconnected, I haven't been going to my physical church service since March. Um, I've been watching online. And so if I, if I haven't been feeling, quote, normal and doing what I used to do, if I'm scrolling through social media and I see pictures of faces, pictures of people smiling and, and doing things um, that make a, an eternal impact, like handing out food at a food pantry or, or giving people groceries, that kind of thing, that, that's going to make me feel a little bit more connected to the church, even if I can't be there in person. Um, there are people like my mom and others that have pre-existing conditions. My mom's gone through breast cancer and chemo. And she just can't be out in public. She has no. to protect her very depleted immune system. And I have um, children like that as well. And so we have to stay home and protect ourselves and stay away from any exposure. However, I feel connected when I watch 
YouTube and I watch churches online and I watch Facebook live yep. and I watch uh, my Instagram feed, social media feed. Um, that helps me feel sane and normal and yes. connected because if I was just sitting in a vacuum and I couldn't watch social media, I would feel so low and depressed and sad because it's just me and these four walls. It's just me and this house and I would be banging my head against the wall. So instead, like this morning, every morning, Nils, this is my routine for years. I, I wake up, I fix coffee, I sit down in my den, and I turn on my Roku TV. And I know you and I have talked about Roku in the past. And I, um, I, turn, on, I turn on my television, and I have the YouTube app on Roku, and I watch Elevation Worship and Hillsong Worship and yeah. Bethel Worship. And I'm just watching worship after worship after worship. And I'm, I'm watching all of these songs to get my mind situated. And yeah. then I'll open up my YouVersion Bible app on my phone, yeah. all digital. And I'll start yeah. reading scripture with the music playing in the background. Yeah. And I just kind of get centered and calm and grounded that day as I start the day. But I do it yeah. every single day. And yeah. that's why when people look at my personal calendar... And they'll say, um, well, when can we meet tomorrow or the next day? I'll say, well, 11 a.m. or later, because I have a routine that I go through in the morning. Good. I'm going to sit and drink my coffee and yep. watch worship on YouTube and get mm. my heart ready. But um, there's a lot of things that happen. And that's YouTube. That's watching YouTube. There's a lot of things that happen that feed into my spiritual life. I used to have a men's Bible study that I went to on Monday night in Charlotte. Yep. And that was very... Um, huge in, in my spiritual walk. And so we can't do that now because the man who leads it, the man whose home we meet with is in his 70s and he's yep. in that demographic where it's just not safe to be around yeah. him with COVID right now. But I talked, I reached out to two of my mentors, two older men in Charlotte in their 60s who um, I used to see on Monday night at Percy's. And I said, man, I miss you. Let's get together. It's yep. been too long. So I was reaching back out to my mentors for that personal connection. Yeah. But I start every day with YouTube and uh, just starting to worship and kind of settle my heart and start the day right. So good, man. There, there are so many opportunities uh, today. And, and I think um, it's, it's a different world. And I think it's, we don't know what, what the future holds in, in this new season. Um, as churches are preparing, and we'll wrap up with this, but as churches are preparing for the unknown, um, try, trying to think ahead and, and preparing for Christmas this year, Easter this year, um, what are some things that they, they need to be thinking about in the unknown? Because obviously they should be sitting on their hands. In some ways, they almost can't make any long-term plans because we don't know uh, even what the next couple months will hold. Uh, but, but you want to be preparing um, in some way. So, so what, especially from a first impression standpoint, how, how can churches best position themselves going into this new season? Well, you know, Niels, you were there ahead of everybody. We were talking Roku years ago. We were talking church TV apps and um, you've been there, done that. You're helping churches do it. This is where it's at. Like for me, I watch on average, every Sunday morning, four to five to six services of various churches all around yep. the country. It could yep. be um, Judah Smith and Church Home. It could yep. be Carl Lentz and Hillsong East Coast. It could be um, Chad Veach and Zoe Church. It could be yep. Judah Smith and Church Home. 
It could be uh, Rich Wilkerson in, in Voo Church. It could be yeah. Elevation and Stephen Furtick. It could yeah. be Life Church in Craig Rochelle. It could be Red Rocks in Colorado. But I am watching all of these churches, and it's so cool because I actually, in 2009, at the National Outreach Convention in San Diego, put on by Outreach Magazine, I sat on a panel with Larry Osborne and Greg Surratt and Dave Ferguson and Dino Rizzo, and I yeah. spoke about this, and they quoted me and put it in Outreach Magazine in 2009. I said, can you imagine watching this pastor and this pastor and this pastor? And I was talking about it prophetically in 2009. Yeah. Uh, I said, why not? Why do I have to just listen to my pastor and his level of talent and capability and teaching and, and what he offers? Why can't I listen to Greg Surratt one week? And why can't I tune in and listen to Dave Ferguson? Why can't I listen to Larry Osborne? And I was pointing to them who were sitting next to me. And I said, I want to listen to all of this. And so I was meeting with Bobby uh, Grunwald at Life Church in person. They were doing that yeah. video teaching.com yeah. back then. Yep. You can download videos of sermons. And I was saying, Bobby, this is the future. This is what it's going to be. And I couldn't see something like church apps happening. So they were doing video teaching.com yep. and they've since abandoned that. But I couldn't see church apps happening. And you were there first. You saw that. And so if I'm thinking of Christmas, I want to get my message out there. I want people to be able to tune in on YouTube, on my channel, yep. on yep. Roku, on yep. Facebook Live. I want people to be able to participate in our service. And so a church that is just crushing it, I mean, they are crushing it. And I just watched his keynote talk yesterday for this year's First Impressions Conference. Is Brian Tome and Crossroads Church in Cincinnati. Yep. They made the decision to stop meeting in person until 2021. The yep. day after Andy Stanley and North Point announced it, they announced it, and they said, we're not going to meet again until 2021 or later. But what they are doing is so creative, Nils. So in his talk that he did for this year's First Impressions Conference, one, he starts out sitting in his garage with his motorcycle next to him. So he's created a neat scene and a neat venue and a neat environment. And then they filter in as he's speaking, they're showing woods and path in Israel and this stuff. As he's talking about Jesus walking on the road of uh, Damascus with the two people, they're showing a road going down a path, and they're letting you visually see it. They're visually storytelling. And then when they come back, he's in the woods. He's in a new location, and he said, look what happened. I don't have to be in my church standing yes. on a stage. He <laughs> yes. said, we can create stories we can create yes. media he said this is what we have been leading up to so use your media team use your arts yep. team use your video team to create experiences and so when you watch this year's talk at the first impressions conference you're going to see brian tome from crossroads church which by the way they started crossroads anywhere and yep. they have campuses all over the world. Yep. Uh, just like Jay Cranda and Saddleback has the Saddleback somewhere, and they have campuses yep. all over. And I know you don't like the term watch parties and stuff like that <laughs> all over. Um, Crossroads anywhere. You can be a part of Crossroads Church anywhere in yep. the world. But they are embracing this. They're not seeing it as a negative. They're saying, how creative can we get? Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of Christmas – and you know that you're not going to be able to meet in person or 
you're not going to be able to hold as many people as you typically could on one of the largest events of the year. Usually Christmas Eve is the biggest event of the year next to Easter. And so if you cannot hold as many people due to uh, state regulations and, and restrictions and limitations, and maybe you can't have over 100 people due to your state or you can't, you have to be at 25% capacity. If you know that on the biggest outreach event of the year that you're not gonna be able to reach as many people as normal, then get creative and let's say, hey, let's go outdoors in the snow and let's film a snow segment or let's go over here and let's do something at, at such and such uh, venue. And so yep. get creative and start storytelling. Donald Miller has been saying this for years. Yep. I remember going to his um, Storyline conference years before he started StoryBrand and started certifying people. He had a story conference in Nashville, and I was mm. sitting there in the audience as a writer. I'm thinking about how to tell stories and how to. He, he's Donald Miller has always talked about pastors learning the arc of a story and yeah. a narrative and how how to craft a message that keeps people engaged. And so, pastor, this year you have the opportunity to create a worship experience at Christmas and at Easter that keeps people engaged. And if you want some inspiration, just check out this message that we're gonna show from Brian Tome of Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, one of the fastest growing churches in the country. And uh, it's gonna blow your mind. But um, I would take Christmas seriously. We always yes. do every year. Yep. I would take it seriously. And so I wouldn't accept defeat. And yes. I would say, well, we're gonna show so up good. with 50 people and just do what we always do. No, I would take the message to them. Rick Warren this year on day one, day one is all about online and, and um, for the true first impression. Rick yep. Warren is closing out day one, talking about taking the message to the community when the community won't come to us. Yep. And so um, let's take it to them digitally, Facebook Live, YouTube, Roku, church apps, Let's take the message to the audience and give them an experience so that they so you can bless them and they can worship at home. You know, I know you love Mike Todd and we talk about Mike Todd yeah. a lot, but I get to watch him at my house in Charlotte. Yep. I'm not in Oklahoma, but yep. I get to watch Mike Todd because of the blessing of technology and YouTube. I often will watch Mike Todd. And so um, and then because of social media, I watched Neil's last night. I was getting ready to go to bed, and I watched. I pulled up your. Uh, I think it was your Instagram story. Okay. And, uh, you you were talking about your office, and then you had the keys to uh, <laughs> yep. something my new. new office. And, my new and office. And then you said, yeah. and you said, if you did not see Mike Todd's message on, was it forgiveness or? Yep. Uh, For yeah. F you is the sermon series. Right. Right. <laughs> so so what I thought because of social media and watching Neil's on Instagram stories is I better go watch Mike Todd's new message. And yeah. so it all works together. It all plays together. Niels gave me a recommendation and said, Hey, you need to watch this ser sermon by Mike Todd. I go to digital tools like YouTube and Facebook and I watch Mike Todd and I grow in my spiritual life. Um, it's just a powerful thing. We're living in an amazing time. Amazing time. Amazing time. <laughs> Greg, uh, well, and I, I, Greg, thank you for sharing, uh, too. I, I want to highlight Crossroads Church in Cincinnati. Uh, go to their website, crossroads.net. We're going to have it in the show notes on socialmedia.church. 
Um, but they, they're, they're a phenomenal church, done incredible things. They're actually, Greg, a client of tvapp.church. Um, and so I, I'll give a plug uh, for tvapp.church, and that's what yeah. you're talking about, of, yeah. of you know, uh, Jake Grando and I started a company many years back, and we've been able to help hundreds of ministries get their church onto TV uh, through a TV app. And so you can just go to tvapp.church, and uh, we can get a TV app set up for you in about a week. Uh, and yeah. so it's it's really the technology is more accessible than ever, and your church can be on TV. Uh, you don't have to go buy TV time. Uh, it's the TV's on the Internet now. Uh, can, your TV is connected to the internet. So, so many things, Greg. I, uh, I and I, I want to make sure everybody goes to firstimpressionsconference.com, uh, goes and signs up uh, for this conference. You don't want to miss it. Uh, firstimpressionsconference.com. You, you can get that uh, link again in the show notes on the website. Greg, how else can people connect with you online? Uh, gregatkinson.com, at Greg Atkinson on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm trying to spend more time in Instagram. I'm trying to discipline myself. I can get lost in Facebook um, for a lot of reasons. One, I spend so much time here at my desk looking at my desktop. And so I I have my Facebook app pulled up and I'm watching that. But when I'm on my phone, I try to say, let me check Instagram. And so um, just like last night, I was watching uh, Niels get ready to go to bed. And I thought, oh, wait, I see a lot of stories up here. Let me see what's going on. And you were holding the keys and you yeah. were telling about Mike Todd and forgiveness. And I thought, I got to go watch that message. But I'm trying to, it's interesting. You know, I have three teenagers and all three of them are on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. None of them are on Facebook. None of them. Yep. None of my kids. And so I have been speaking out about a lot of stuff. I've been speaking up a lot lately about uh, injustice and, and social justice yep. and racial injustice and and different uh, issues that I've been speaking on for years, but I'm speaking up more now because I think it's needed for more white allies to speak up and to make their voices heard. But my kids don't see that because they're not on Facebook. And so uh, uh, the other day uh, I said something that was controversial and I took a lot of hits and somebody called me a fake Christian. And so I took a screenshot and I texted it to my three kids and I said, I know you're not on Facebook, but I want to show you what's happening because your dad is speaking up. And I just want you to know if anything happens to me, that your dad was one of the voices that spoke up. And this is what I'm, this is what I, this is what I'm doing with my platform. And so I studied platform. I studied building a personal brand. I've talked with you numerous times over the years about it, but now I'm trying to use it for good. And so uh, my kids, because they're not on Facebook, they don't see a lot of what I'm doing. Um, They see some of the posts on Instagram, but they don't see it on Facebook. And so I just screenshot and said, I want you to know your dad's speaking out. Um, Because my kids are very passionate about this. And my kids live a multi-ethnic life, just like they've always seen me live. And so um, I wanted them to know dad's speaking up. So um, Good, good. I I appreciate you speaking up as well. Um, And and your voice is so key in so many ways uh, in the life of the church. Uh, I want to give one last plug uh, before we go, because you, you brought up Mike Todd again. This FU series that Mike Todd is in the middle of is changing my life. I think every single person needs to, to go listen to it on, uh, you know, on podcasts or on YouTube. It's exploding right now on YouTube. His sermon from last week has already had 267,000 uh, views. Uh, the this, this sermon from two days ago has already had 89,000 views. Uh, this wow. is the best sermon series I've ever heard him preach. Um, and I think if you're a, if you're a human being, uh, you need to go listen to that sermon series 
uh, I don't think I've ever plugged a specific pastor before, but my friend, uh, Mike Todd is, is really, um, he's doing something special on social media, but he's doing something in my life, uh, through his teaching. Um, and I, I want to share that here as well. So we'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, go to socialmedia.church for everything, social media church, and go leave a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening. And we will talk to you again on the next episode.